we all feel pressure from time to time, but I want you to think about it as what if it is successful? Visualize yourself having success, you will likely find success, or you'll put yourself in the best posture to find success. Doesn't mean you're always gonna get the hit, right? Doesn't mean you're always gonna be the hero, but at least you set yourself up to be it for yourself. Hey, I'm Ashley Eagle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. First questions that I have been asked are on here. I think it was Avery that asked them. So it sounds like she's on a brand new team. And the question over here was, how do I create a new bond with new teammates? Um, I think everybody has started out on a new team for the first time. And it can be a really scary thing. Like when you are meeting people that you don't know, and definitely if you're a people pleaser like me, it's very, it brings a lot of anxiety because you're like, oh my gosh, I hope everybody likes me, right? And I think we all definitely can relate to this. So being a little nervous is totally normal when it comes to joining a new team. But my advice for joining a new team is to just don't forget who you are. A lot of times we can people please, a lot of times we can try too hard to make people like us, but remember what your strengths are. If you're, if you're trying in, in a new environment, I recommend take a notebook, set a timer for five minutes, go hide your phone so you're not distracted, and literally just write for maybe five minutes or 60 seconds, five minutes seems too much, and just write all the things that you're good at, okay? Because a lot of times when you're around other people and they're good at other things, you forget what you're good at and you see, oh my gosh, she's so much faster than me, and you forget that you're actually a really good power hitter. So... Go ahead and write those things that you're great at and make sure when you're with a new team around new teammates is to shine, work on shining at those things you're great at, okay? And be yourself while you're at it. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. You try to be somebody that you're not, it's gonna be a long road and it's not gonna be fun. But if you reach into who you are as a player, if you have a blast doing the thing that you love, which is playing and winning, right? We all, we are, we all are competing and we're trying to win with those around us. We lean into that. We end up playing at our best and it's pretty easy to get along with the people that you're winning with. So that's my advice to how to create a new bond with new teammates is be yourself and don't forget to write your strengths. You know, if you're a great power hitter, if you're a great slapper, a great base runner, go try to find those people on your team that are great at those things and just start off there. Start off there because that's one thing that you have in common. And just so you know, you're not going to be able to please everybody. You're not going to be everybody's best friend on the team and that's okay. But just try to find those people that have similar strengths than you. At least start there so you can kind of get to know the people that you're around, learn how they tick, ask them for advice on, you know, how should I talk to so-and-so? Um, it seems like they get really frustrated when they play. It's just have the conversation, get on the same page with 
you know, as long as you're around people that want to win, you're on a great team. So that's my advice for you when it comes to creating a bond with new teammates. I think Isabella was the one who asked this question. Great question, Isabella. If you missed my answer, because it looks like you just popped in, you'll be able to watch this again later on this page. All right, great question. And the next question that was asked, um, by the way, feel free to ask any questions in the comments. For some reason, I can't see your comments on Facebook. So if you're writing comments on Facebook and I can't see it and you have Instagram, hop over there to Ashley B Training so I can make sure I see them. Next question, five tool training. How are you guys? Five tool training for just those of you who don't know, they're down in Florida. They gave me the coolest hat. It was black and gold and it was epic and said five tool training on it. I still have it. It was an amazing gift. Thank you so much. I definitely, now that you're here, definitely want to do a clinic at some point in time with you guys down in Florida. I would love that. Uh, Caitlin says hi with like five eyes. <laughs> hey girl, happy to be hanging out with you. Um, question that I have been asked. Let's answer it. All right. How to deal with pressure from your coaches and teammates. All right. Pressure can come in like a million different ways, right? Pressure is, it kind of, pressure, it just means that you're like putting yourself out there and like willing to fail, right? Like, here's the deal. We play a game where we fail most often. Like we're failing all the time, right? And being in a situation where you could fail, I would say that's kind of pressure, right? It's, it's to see like, are you willing to take on the challenge or are you going to flop? Now, here's the deal. When you're in pursuit of winning or winning a battle versus a pitcher, for example, if you're a hitter you're in a pressure situation. One of you is going to win. Now, when it comes down to the situation, sometimes we like to make the situation bigger than it is. We start thinking about our parents. We start thinking about what our coaches are going to think, what our teammates are going to think if we don't succeed. I want you to flip that verbiage in your brain. I want you to flip that, oh my gosh, what if I don't, to what if I do? And what will happen when you do? So for example, if you're a hitter and you're versus a pitcher right now, I, I want you to just make it between you and her. There's gonna be a winner, there's gonna be a loser, but here's the deal. You both can actually win if she throws a good pitch and you actually get a good barrel on it and get a hit on it. So maybe there's not always a winner or a loser, but you put yourself in the best posture in that situation when you start thinking about what could happen. What could I make happen that could be great, all right? Best case scenario, you get a hit. Worst case scenario, you don't or you strike out, right? But a lot of times in that situation, we are only thinking of what might not happen. Adam is telling us on Instagram, think of things like I will. You will, if you decide that you are going to put your best effort in the box to work on getting solid contact and barreling up a ball, and you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, you likely will do that and here's the deal. It might go line drive straight to the shortstop, but did you actually lose? <laughs> no, you didn't lose the battle. You didn't lose the battle at all. You did great in that situation. You barreled up a ball, you hit it as hard as you could, and you did a great job. She just happened to be in the way. So instead of moping and going back to the dugout, I challenge you, you barrel up a good ball, you say, yeah, <sighs> that was good. I did exactly what I was supposed to do, and I'm going to work to do exactly the same thing next time with your mental approach. Saying things like a lot of people in here are saying, believe in yourself, I will, I can. Like these are things that people are saying to themselves. And here's the deal, there are gonna be times where we don't feel that. And we let the pressure win. But what do they say about the, this boat? I'm, I'm probably gonna like screw up this analogy, but here we go. 
It says, so a boat in tough waters, the only time it sinks is if water actually gets in. So let's say the pressure in that situation is the water outside of the boat. Well, as long as you don't let the boat, the water get in the boat, you're just fine. So let the pressure exist. Understand that this is a situation where there's pressure, but use it as fuel. Use it as something where you can come out on top. But if you let the pressure and what other people say, and I'm trying to like throw an analogy and get lower as I say this, and negative thoughts and all of these things overwhelm your boat, you are sinking and you will not succeed, okay? So we can't let that water get into our boat because if we let that water get into our boat, we will sink and we will fail or not find success in that situation where there is pressure, okay? Val said, I've never thought about it that way, but Val is the one who asked the question. So thanks Val for asking this question. I'm a huge fan of it, uh, simply because we all feel it. You know, like we all feel pressure from time to time, but I want you to think about it as what if it is successful? Visualize yourself finding, having success, you will likely find success, or you'll put yourself in the best posture to find success. Doesn't mean you're always gonna get the hit, right? Doesn't mean you're always gonna be the hero, but at least you set yourself up to be it for yourself. Sorry, I'm multitasking, it's hard for me. Elena said, don't expect the worst because it hasn't happened. Correct. You are what you think, right? If you think the worst, the worst will happen. If you think the best, the best will likely happen. And if it doesn't happen, at least you're putting yourself out there and you're working hard towards that goal that you have for yourself. All right, Val, thanks for that question. Huge fan of it. Good work. Arnie just walked into the room. Arnold. Oh, he's out already. He's out. Fun fact about Arnold. I posted this on Twitter today. I got cash for a lesson. There was a couple 20s and like a couple fives, whatever. And Arnie found it in my bag. Arnie found this in my bag. This was last week uh, or maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> I tried to forget about it, but you can't really forget about it. And he started eating the money. He started eating it. He ripped it to pieces, started eating a couple like parts of it. I was able to find each bill, but on some bills, there were like empty parts on it because he had eaten it. I'm actually gonna get it because I think it's hilarious. He doesn't know I did this. So today, I spent 20 minutes of my day putting together these pieces. So here's a good one. So like this has no part to it. Like that is completely missing. But they say you can like turn in money if you have like the top and the sides of it. So this will be okay. I just taped it together. Um, this one, like it's in like 12 pieces. Can you guys see that? Like, it's, it's so messed up, but I'm really hoping they let me do it. So that's a fun fact about my dog, because he just walked in here. Dude, dogs are the best and the worst at the same time. Am I right? Am I right? Martine, hello from Mexico. What's up? Elena's laughing at me. It's pretty funny. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's hilarious. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes with the bank. I'll keep you updated. Okay. So Caitlin is saying live clinic. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes. So I'll be doing a virtual hitting workshop. So I used to do these every Friday over COVID. Um, I'll be doing a hitting workshop this upcoming Monday. So not today, but next week at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's going to go for an hour and a half. So it's an hour and a half of hitting and mental game training. I didn't even say how much it was going to cost, but it's literally $10. Okay. I, these used to be a lot more expensive, but I have noticed that some athletes are kind of feeling lost not knowing what their strengths are. And all I wanna do is help you develop your lower half strength, upper half strength, core strength, but also your mental game. 
Like, let's dive into this. Let's work together and figure out how the best version of you can come out of this off season. Like, let's kick off this off season knowing what our strengths are, knowing what we need to work on, and being able to develop a plan on how we're going to work on that this off season. Okay, so 10 bucks, you can find it on my website, www.ashleybetraining.com. You can sign up for it. I would love to see you, especially those of you who are here that used to come to these over COVID. Like I'm here for it. Caitlin said, sign me up, please. Caitlin, I cannot sign you up. <laughs> but if that's your way of saying you can't wait to come, I can't wait to have you. So I can't wait to see you next Monday. And here's a little, um, a little side note. Let's say you can't make it on time, like you live in California and you're still in school when we start. You can come and join whenever. Like you can come late to the party if you want. Every single person who signs up is going to get the recording, okay? So even if you can't show up but you sign up, you will get that recording of the hitting mental game, mental skills workshop that we're gonna have next Monday, 6 p.m. to 7.30 Eastern, okay? Cannot wait. All right, here we go. Let's dive into more questions. They keep coming in on Instagram. I'm here for it. Let's dive into Aubrey's question. What are some best hitting drills? I'm 14 and still need help with hitting. Hey, let me tell you, I don't care if you're 14 or 35, everybody needs help with their hitting, okay? So don't worry, you're always gonna need help with your hitting. That's just, that's just how the game is. There's always new things to get better at. That's how I look at it. If you guys watched the last dance documentary with Michael Jordan, like he was never satisfied with where his game was. He was still and always chipping away, learning new things, becoming smarter. And it was because of that why he peaked towards the end of his career. So Aubrey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not 14, but I still need help with my hitting too. I'm 28, if anybody's wondering. What are some of the best hitting drills? Okay, here's the deal. Rachel Folden says, every drill is good and every drill is bad. Let me tell you why. Because some drills are going to help specific hitters with specific things in their swing. And if you give that drill to somebody who doesn't need that drill, it is not an effective drill. Okay? So specifically, Aubrey, I want you to dive deep into what it is that you want to grow at the most. This is what we'll do a little bit in our virtual academy on Monday. But what is it that you want to grow at most, Aubrey? So let's say, for example, it is lower half strength and power. A lot of people like that one, so that's why I'm bringing that one up. But the lower half strength and power, I want you to think about using the floor a little bit more. So with that, if you head to my YouTube page, which I know you're like, why are you sending me somewhere else? Because I describe specific drills in full detail, specific to what it is you want to get better at on my YouTube channel. Okay, so let's say, Aubrey, you want to gain lower half strength and power. Well, if you go over there and you tip hitting or you click hitting drills. I have an entire lower half strength and power development series. So I have, I just started putting these up. Four drills and they develop from like easiest to hardest. And you start off with the easier one, um, figure out how to create that movement pattern over and over as you get comfortable there. Then you go to the next drill. Then you go to the next drill. And I think the last drill in that one is like knee down drill, I believe, which is one of the hardest drills to attempt, to be honest, with your lower half. Knee down drill is one of the best ones that I have, the most popular, I guess, probably just simply because it's hard and it makes your legs really tired, but it makes them work. So Ariel said, I like the drill you showed me. Ariel, which drill was that? Let me know. But that's a really good one. So if you want to be more specific, Aubrey, send me a DM. 
send me a DM and say, this is specific to what I want to get better at. And I will lead you to the drills or a series that'll help you with that thing. Okay. Anybody could do that too. If anybody's just like, what's something I can get better at? Maybe send me a swing and I'll send you to some drills that, that can help you. I also, just to let you know, I work with hitters virtually every week. So every week I do virtual lessons with people. Some of my, they're called my smash tribe. So they're inside my academy. Um, and then we dive really deep into some things that you need to work on specific to you. Okay. Cause every, every hitter is different. Not every hitter is going to need a specific drill, but that's why I'm here. I'm here to help guide you towards the next best drill, the next best challenge to help you become the best version of you. Cool. All right. Next question from Martine said, any advice as a coach on how to deal with a failed team project and starting a new one? So Martine, I want to applaud you and everybody here, give your applause to Martine because he tried something new. He tried a new challenge. He tried a new project with his team and it flopped, but that simply means that he tried. Like you put in effort, you took action, all right? So that deserves to be applauded. Anybody that's in pursuit of something that kind of scares them and they take steps and effort towards something, that is effort that is a, that needs to be applauded because here's the deal. If, if it flopped, it probably taught you a ton. Elena's giving you a high five right now, or claps. It probably taught you a ton. Now, it may have not been a total flop. There's probably things within it that can be adjusted, but my challenge for you, Martine, is to go through that project and think, okay, what are the good things that came out of this? And maybe it's a longer list of the things that didn't work, but take the things that didn't work and how you can change that, how you can learn from those things that didn't work, put in a little bit more effort on that end, and then launch it separately. So I don't know what the specific project is, but like anything, whenever we fail at something, whenever we come up short in some area, there's likely deep down a reason why it happened. And if you do, I would say set a timer for like 10 minutes and literally just write, like journaling is huge. I have like four journals in my eyesight right now. Like these are notes that I take for podcasts, but like there's journals everywhere. I got a Lord of the Rings journal got a superwoman journal, got all the journals. Journal what went well with it, what didn't, and, and what you're going to do next to help make it better the next time, whatever project it is. That's my two cents for you, Martine. It's a tough question, but I'm really hopeful that you can take what didn't go well, flip it on its butt, on its axis, and make it better. Aubrey said, thank you for the tip. I'll be sure to message you with more questions. Cool, Aubrey. Thank you. Um, this was a really fun, packed episode. Uh, normally, I do these outside when it's nice and warm, but it's now getting cold and rainy where I live. Um, but I wish you guys the best week ever. Remember from this conversation, if you just take one thing, figure out what it is that you want to be great at or something that maybe you were exposed to this past summer. Find a way to dive deep into that one thing and work towards it this week. Even if it's one time, it's work. Now, that one time a week, if you start doing it and seeing results with that one time a week, working on the thing that you want to get better at, you start seeing that confidence build in that area, then maybe you'll be inspired to try it two times a week or three times a week so that you can see your progress skyrocket so next summer you're not exposed to that one thing. So with that, um, last week I came out with a podcast episode, Five Things that I recommend you work on this off season. And if you're trying to figure out what that thing is, Go to that episode. You can watch it on YouTube. I just uploaded it. 
or you can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, five things that you should work on this off season. Now, if five things seems like a lot, these are just five ideas. My, my biggest, my biggest advice would be to choose the one thing that you know you're not as good at. So for example, some of these are speed and strength. If you can get stronger, if you're not very fast, like maybe that's your thing that's gonna help separate you this summer. So those are some examples of the five things to work on this summer. I also give advice on how to work on these things. Um, So head to that episode, let me know what you think. Send me a DM or my favorite is when you go on Apple Podcasts and write reviews. That's my favorite thing because sometimes I give you shout outs on the actual podcast episode of reviews. So if you love the podcast, um, that's gonna be a big one. All right, with that, I am signing off. I will see you guys next week. Don't forget, find one thing that you can get better at this week. Go get better at it. Let's celebrate you next week when you hop on the live. We will be on on ABT and also on my training page on Instagram. All right, friends, have a great week. See you later. So there you have it. Another episode of When the Cleats Come Off is completed. And if you loved it, I would love if you shared this with your softball community. The only way this game grows is if we have people like you that are eager to learn more and are eager to also share that new knowledge with other people. So if this episode really brought somebody that you know into fruition in your brain and you know that they can learn from this conversation, I would love it if you shared it with them because the more people that can learn from this type of conversation, I think the better the game of softball gets. And who knows, maybe this will be shared with other people in other sports because I truly believe some of these conversations, they don't just hit the game of softball, they hit all sports. And if there are people that come to your brain, I would love more than anything if you shared it. If you do share it, make sure you tag me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social platform you hang out on. I would love to see that you're sharing this and I would love to see some of your favorite parts. If you do share it, make sure to tag me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Guys, I'm even on TikTok, Ashley V Training and at Smashly underscore four is where you can find me. And make sure you tell me which part was your favorite. I want to know what resonated with you so that I can create more content like that for you to share with your softball community. I can't wait to share another episode with you. Same time, same place next week. See you later.